What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey everyone, Happy New Year. It's 2021. Rachel Silver Cohen from Unpolished Therapy, and I am so happy to be back with Dr. Boca. Dr. Boca, you're here. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy 2021. I can't believe we're starting a whole new year, and I'm so excited. I can't even wait. So, how are you feeling coming out of the gate of a whole new year? I'm feeling great. I think we have no choice but to feel great. We're not going to go backwards. We're only going forwards. We all know where we've been. And I think the goal for us should be, yeah, we all know where we've been, but where are we going now? And moving forward, it's a fresh start. We've kind of dovetailed off of this little pitch about 2021, you know, 10E for the number one, but one, W-O-N. Like we're winners. We made it. We're here. And we're all champions of getting through what was obviously, most notably, a tremendously difficult year. And we're moving forward with excitement and positivity and growth. And we're putting one foot in front of the other. And I'm so happy you're here with me to do just that. And so I'm, what about you? I'm so happy to be here. And I got to tell you, there was a moment when you would just said that with the one W-O-N where I was like, oh my gosh, these 10 past sessions totally paid off. Her mindset is so positive. I love it. And I really think that this is an opportunity for us to move forward, clear that slate, start a fresh step. And I'm looking forward to it. And I really think that today should be about not only obviously what we did for New Year's and all of those exciting things, but also where we want to go with all of this. So I guess I'll just tell you what I did for New Year's because you might want to sit down and have a cocktail for this one. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be great. So I spent two weeks on the road with our house on wheels. So picture me. (laughs) Do I have to? No, I know. I can't even. So we purchased a camper or I don't even know the technical term for it. I just call it our house on wheels during the beginning of COVID. And we hitch it to the back of a Ford F now 250 because we've, you know, gone bigger and better. And we packed up our shit and we got in the truck and we drove all the way up the East Coast and we had a blast. There were moments of sciatica and there were moments where I just stepped outside of myself and I said, who in a million years would believe that I am doing this? But we had a great, great time. We got to see snow. We got to play outside. We got to go into the campgrounds and hang out with other people. We ended up at a campground where everybody decorated for the holidays. I was asleep by 9.15 on New Year's Eve, but hey, we can't all be perfect. So it was a great trip. And now we're back and we're getting back into the swing of things. So what about you? Well, I'm a little speechless because I'm not really sure how to process. And in, in the spirit of wanting to be positive and keep the momentum moving in the right direction, I don't know if I want to like vomit over that description or if I want to ask to come on the next road trip. Oh. Uh, <laughs> because I, I don't know, I'm so conflicted. To me, I'm I'm a little nauseous thinking like no one got car sick and no one like did they sit 
facing forward or if you sit facing backwards? Was that a nauseous thing? Or what happens with the sewage when you go to these campgrounds and who backed up the truck? I mean, I'm confused and I don't even know that I want the answers. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you had a good time. And back in one piece. So let's yeah. put uh, that out there. Yeah. I think the whole concept, and I guess over this past year, yeah, a lot of people, that was the new high energy trip, right? We can't fly. So we're going to rent a house on wheels, as you call it, or a mobile home. And I think probably on paper, it sounds like a phenomenal idea. The idea of me doing that with my kids who barely keep things up to snuff in a stationary home. I don't know how that would pan out. They also think I'm the worst driver ever. So that would probably be points of contention. Let's just say, again, I'm happy you're back. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm happy you saw snow and I'm happy you're all still one big happy family. I don't know if I believe all of that. I can't imagine that there were some arguments along the way, but if you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to talk. You know what? Honestly, of the two weeks, yes, there were moments. And apparently it's a known rule of thumb in the camping world of which I do not identify myself as a camper by any means, but there is this rule that what happens when you're backing up the RV doesn't actually count. Like the words that you say in that moment, like it is just, and probably also I wouldn't know because I have this husband who does everything on the camper. So I literally just show up, which is great, but I didn't have to pump the sewage and I don't know the difference between the black and the gray matter or, or whatever they call it. So I'm kind of like a pseudo you're a passenger. I'm a passenger. Yes. You're a passenger. I'm a passenger. And that's all I aspire to be. Okay. So. Fair and what enough. did you do? Fair enough. Well, I did none of that. So <laughs> good for I'm you. I'm not a passenger. I'm not a, a mobile home backer upper where I probably would have completely screwed the whole thing up. But clearly, as you say now, what you know what happens stays in the arena of the camping world. I was not as ambitious as you were. I was not as sexy or actually. Not that sexy because I'm sorry. It just does not not me at all. Um, But I I had a smashingly amazing time here. Let me tell you, you may want to sit down for this. So I was all dressed up with nowhere to go. And by all dressed up, I mean I wasn't dressed up at all. (laughs) I was in the same routine that we've been saying we're not going to talk about anymore. But, you know, the whole sweatpants shenanigans. And I was home. I watched CNN. I hope that's okay with nerds out there. But what was funny about it was, you know, the whole Anderson Cooper and, and Andy Cohen dynamic and the chemistry between the two of them. And I bought in a little bit, although I was a little disappointed. And maybe it was in keeping with how pathetic 2020 was that the best that they could do was interview um, the lady from Tiger King or whatever, her Carolyn or whatever. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. And, and that proves my point even more because it, it was, we're talking C-list, D-list, really? Wow. Come on, people. We could do better than that. But they gave it the college try. It was fun to see them taking shots and drinking and they weren't nearly as professional and buttoned up as typically Anderson Cooper is, who I love. Um, Andy Cohen, I could take him or leave him. He's the Bravo host. You're looking at me like- No, I know who they are. I know who they are. But so what else did I do? Nothing. I ate not one, but two bagels and stale bagels to boot. So that was pretty lame. (laughs) And no, they were gross. But I'm like, well, whatever. It's the end of a horrendous year. We might as well just eat like disgusting stale carbohydrates. Sure, why not? 
wallow in it. But that being said, watch the ball drop. I was with my children. Clearly nothing's changed because by 1235, I already got mom, I'm hungry. We didn't have anything for dinner tonight. So (laughs) I was sprucing up the kitchen and making them their first meal of the new year with a smile on my face to boot. And we're moving forward. So the new year, it was what it was. Here we are. I do want to say, without being too Pollyanna-ish, my son's bar mitzvah was this past weekend. And one of the things that I had tried to share with him and our viewers at home, if they were even watching, and the small family members that we were with is we all have a plan A, right? And we Mm -hmm. think that plan A is the biggest and the best and the brightest. And I hate to use the word perfect because we know that there's no such thing, but that plan A is it. It's the it factor. And what I tried to convey to him is that plan B okay, which is kind of how we had to pivot with our mitzvah and our celebrations and how we've all had to kind of navigate our way in the last several months. And now even just because we've turned the calendar and it is a new year, the light switch, it's not that easy. We're we're not that quickly able to roll back into what things once were in this pre-COVID world. So we are in plan B. But what I wanted to convey to him, and I hope I did an okay job, and I think that this message should be conveyed to everyone out there is that plan B, where typically or historically we would think is second best or runner up or the leftover meal, right? Mm -hmm. And not as good, the consolation prize. It's not. And plan B should be B, B B-E, plan Mm -hmm. B. Be now, be here in this moment. This is the better version of plan A. Who cares about plan A? What it could have been, what it should have been, what we thought it was to be. If we've learned anything, it's that plan B, B B-E, that's how we win. That's how we grow. That's how we take the moment and blow it up in the best possible way. And I hope that that message, forget a party. I think we all do know intellectually that it isn't about the big, big, big excitement of the big stuff of the hype, right? Don't Mm -hmm. believe the hype. It's not the bells and whistles, but it's keeping it tight and the small stuff and still continuing to do what needs to be done and marveling in that and not taking anything away because what you thought it was isn't. I think it was a day that was even more beautiful and more Mm. special. I could be choked up just even thinking back that the plan B really is better and was better than whatever we thought the plan A was. So enough of that. I just want people to know that plan B is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, gosh, you know what? B, B, E, be in the moment. It isn't the hype. It's always been about the moment, right? Treasuring and valuing the moment. And so often we miss that because we're caught up in what the Joneses are doing or what, you know, we have to top the other one or we have to get the best caterer and the best this and that, you know, we have to just do bigger and better and more and really the best. If you look back at all of the memories that you have of everything in your life, it's who you're surrounded by and the moment and the emotions and the connections that you have. So first of all, besides all that muzzle, that is wonderful. Congratulations to you. I think it's a, a wonderful, pivotal moment in a child's life to become a Jewish adult. So that's wonderful. And congratulations to you for being kind of 
done with that stage. As sad as that is, it is such an accomplishment to get to that place. So all of that that needs to be celebrated. Um, But I do think that the B is something that we as you, me, Dr. Boca, and you, Rachel Silver-Cohen, should really focus on going forward from this point. So I know that I've been brainstorming about some things to kind of take us forward. I know you have. So I think it's important, since this is a new time, I hate to be so cliche, is that we go over the syllabus. We have a new syllabus. It's like the excitement. And and I'm not going to lie, the anxiety of a, of a new time, a new season, a new semester with our pencils and our notebooks and our color-coordinated things, or at least your color-coordinated things, because I don't have color-coordinated anything for us to kind of talk about like what we might want to talk about. But I caution us that one of the things that I love about you and I is we are unpolished. So as much as we might present a syllabus of ideas that we would like to maybe throw out to our listeners, we are flexible. We are open to anything. And our mission in developing this podcast was really, if we go back to our mission and our core values, it's really about relating, not feeling alone, providing some joy in people's lives. So in order to do that and connect with other people, it's going to be important for our listeners to share with us what it is that is meaningful and valuable to them. Yeah, I, 100%. And this is kind of the moment where we're, it's like an appeal to our listeners out there. We could sit and shoot the shit all day long, you and I. I have enough material in my unpolished head to have you dissect and discern and help me break it down. We could spend a lifetime doing that. And I'm fine with that because selfishly for me, it's great free therapy. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm a pretty complicated person mindfuck, if you will. But I do think that for this year, in order for us to set ourselves apart from others, you as the listeners out there, we've got to know what you want to tap into. What do you want to dive into? What do you want to hear about? We'll do the heavy lifting. And I'll even go so far to say is I will use some of my experiences as I think we have in the past, but let's go deeper. Let's dig down. Yeah. We could sit and talk about our kids and they're annoying or they're great or whatever we've been tapping into, but, but let's get down to some of the stuff that we're whispering about Mm -hmm. right behind closed doors and wondering or rolling our eyes or are they thinking that too? So what is that? I don't know. Well, you had touched on the fact that, um, last season that I'm a ghoul, right? Mm -hmm. So death is something that I'm fascinated by. I think we even got some feedback on that. Like, what do you mean? I didn't know that you're fascinated by death. And not in the sense that I, you know, reading the obit page every day to see who died, that which sometimes I I still do. I've done it before too. (laughs) But (laughs) I think in the grander scope, and that's where we can tap in and you can help break down, well, what is that all about? I think it's, you know, I have an issue with control. And Mm -hmm. if I know every detail on how someone died from the second they were diagnosed or the second they had a tragedy and got hit by that car and what happens in between and who knew and who said goodbye or who didn't get to say, that's stuff that I want to know about. And we can dig more into that and where that came from. On my end, I have some ideas on how that manifested, but that's a cool topic for me. And I think that that's something maybe other people want to hear about. You know, privacy, secrets. People say to me, I would imagine they've said to you, too, and your patients and your clients, there's a real notable difference between what's a secret Mm -hmm. and having privacy. In today's world where everyone vomits out every bit of their personal life, 
I have an issue with that. Some may call me a hypocrite. Well, you write a blog and you put your stuff out there, but then how come you don't talk about A, B, C, and D? And there are reasons for that. So maybe we can tap into that a little bit. Whose right is it to know all versus the privilege to keep some things tight to the vest? Absolutely. And along those lines, if you look at those people that are putting so much out on social media, right, and are gushing over their significant others or their friends or their homes, right? only to find out that the home is in foreclosure or the relationship is on the brink of failing. There's questions as to why. Why do people put that out there? Why aren't they holding things closer to their chest or being more selective with who they decide to share it with if they do decide to share it? So I think those two dovetail off of each other. And in that, I think, you know what? What's going well in your marriage? What is it? What are you like dealing with in your marriage that you're not putting out there or don't have somebody to talk to about that? And with that, loss of marriage. You know, there's a lot of marriages that are either doing phenomenally well through COVID. And then there are those that, you know, they're lining up to sign on the dotted line to get divorced. And what's going on with that? And where are you all, meaning our listeners, where are you with that? Because that's a topic that some people are whispering about, but they're not, or they're casting judgment on other people when they themselves need to turn it around on themselves. Again, to dovetail on even those two topics, sex. Are you having any? Are you not having any? Is it good? How can you make it better? What's working? What's not? Like those, I love those topics. A hundred percent. And guess what? Everybody wants to, if even if they don't want to talk about sex, they definitely want to listen to other people talking about sex. Absolutely. I'm down for it. I think that it's a topic that pandemic or not, recession or not, I mean, we are all human beings and it's something that is never going away. Hopefully not. But that brings me (laughs) to my idea of a topic that we might want to tap into menopause and or perimenopause for someone like myself that that does go part and parcel with the sex or the lack thereof. I'm broaching that 50 mark. And Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, this is an unwelcome visitor in my world that I am perfectly happy discussing because no one ever discussed it with me. Yeah. It's like childbirth, right? No one tells you all that stuff. Well, yes. And I'm angry at every single person (laughs) that had kids prior, you know, before I did that really didn't let me in on the know because, and my kids know this, I love them to death and they're here now to stay. So there's no turning back. But if I had known then (laughs) what I know now, we might be having a, a little bit of a different podcast here. But um, but no, menopause and hormones. And oh my God, this is a topic. And not for anything. I know there, there's a lot of listeners. Right, actually, before I say listeners, let me just back up. I know I had a lot of closet followers with my blog. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of men who were reading my blog, but they would never out themselves. They, w- they, they wouldn't really come out there and admit it because they thought it was like for chicks and it was, you know, a lifetime movie and just mm-hmm. girly, girly. And the A, it's not true at all. And B, why are you reading it? But I get that maybe the persona of it was that it was maybe more for, you know, the suburban mom or housewife or whatnot. I just want you to know when we do dive into this hormone special of ours that we'll get into later on in the season, I think it's incredibly important that men perk up your ears. And you're the doctor on this, but I'm going to go so bold as to say that men not paying attention to your spouse or your girlfriends or your partner or whatever 
hormones and how your body's changing over time. That is definitely linked in back to your point on let's talk about marriage. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about, you know, all your pretty little lies and your secrets and your privacy. Everything's connected. Okay. And so fellas out there, we're not just two chicks who are shooting the shit about things that aren't relevant. It's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Absolutely. And you bring up a great point. I mean, these are topics that as a psychologist, I actually have a practice that is predominantly men. I do see women. I have no problem seeing women and I love the women that I see. You know, I love working with them, but I would say that more than 75% of my practice is men. And it's these questions that they come in for, you know, I always say that they come into therapy for three reasons, sex, money, and communication, and all the issues that stem from those three major things. And so these men are confused by what's happening in their relationship. They don't understand why is my wife not wanting to have sex? Why does my wife's libido seem so low? Why are we just missing each other in every direction? The harder I work, the less engaged my wife is. Why is my wife fucking crazy? Like what is going on? Like this isn't the woman I married. Like I don't understand. Help me. So I do think you're tapping on something so important that the men need to hear this. So knowledge is power and will understand it better and can relate to their significant other better. Yeah. Well, I am so excited to dive into that. I'm not a wife, but I am crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I can speak to that, that we're not trying to be, we're not, it's just our bodies are playing tricks on us Mm -hmm. and we've got to beat the system and we need to talk about how to do that. And down the pipe, you guys, you know, it would be great if we were talking to you about it too. If there are things that you want to hear about that you feel are more relatable than others that you maybe don't know how to start that conversation with your partner or with your best friend or with a colleague or your boss or your children, we're here to do what we can to break down that wreckage have a little fun with it. You know, a sense of humor is never going to hurt anyone. And we encourage that. But there are ways to let us know, right? And Dr. Boca, why don't you jump in here and tell these listeners how to reach out to you? So unfortunately, we don't have like pick up the phone and call into our show as much as Rachel and I would love that opportunity. So there are different ways that you can reach out to us and do it in a way that your name stays anonymous because I know people want that privacy as we talked about a little bit. So you can reach us always on our website, which is unpolishedtherapy.com. So always feel free in the comments section to send us an email. There's like a contact page and you can write whatever questions you have. There's also social media. And I know that that doesn't feel very private to people. However, if you DM us on Instagram at unpolished therapy, we are the only ones who see that. Nobody else will see what it is that you're sending us. So that's an opportunity. Also on Twitter and on therapy, you can send us a private message. You can send us a private message on Facebook at Unpolished Therapy. We are available. So please, you know, use that opportunity. And Rachel and I want to hear it. We want this to be, as I said before, meaningful to you. I can talk to Rachel anytime I want to talk to Rachel. I can get on a Zoom. I can go to her house. I can text her. I can do whatever I want. But that doesn't serve the value that we put together for our mission of unpolished therapy. In addition, we have been thinking about ways that we can provide more to you. And one of the things that we kind of threw out, and we would like some feedback about this, and again, any of those avenues that I just mentioned are great avenues for you to give us feedback at, is there are some topics that we 
are hitting on where we've gotten feedback from people saying, God, I wish I could have picked up the phone or I wish we could have gone further or deeper or I wish you would have peeled back the onion a little bit more. So one of the things that we kind of threw around as a possibility, if people are interested, is maybe like a, I called it an after the sesh sesh. Rachel went a little bit more unpolished than I did. and I wanted it- to get a little like sexier, you guys. Yeah. Like, like the after party, right. right? Like, or like after the final rose, which I just outed myself that I, <laughs> I did bachelorette this past <laughs> season. Yeah. I mean, I've gone low, but we're coming high. We're so, going up. But let's have an after party. Let's get a group of people together and let's talk and let's take the podcast and blow it up and make it a little bit more three dimensional and put some more layers into it and really add texture so that we're giving that value. That's the goal, guys. You know, we want to elevate you. We want to elevate us. We want to connect. We want to really target the hard stuff and make it a little bit easier for all of us. And again, we all win. 2021, we're all winners. We've won already because we're here. We're doing the work. We're committed. And we want you on board with us. Get in the car. I, you know, I said to Dr. Boca, we have this syllabus and it's a new semester and we kind of have a sketch on where we want to go. But we may derail and, and we may be off track, but the car is big enough for all of us. We're in an SUV. And if we're a high-end on, one, by the way. High-end. Well, well, actually, we could just take your mobile home and we, <laughs> we could, could fit everybody in. <laughs> we totally right? so could. Come on. And if we back up the mobile home and we fuck it up and we bang into things, you know, what happens in mobile home parks stays, stays there. there. And it's so, unpolished. It's unpolished. There's anonymity. We're not divulging, you know who you are from that anonymous standpoint. We respect it if we want to do small little private groups, but we we're committed to going as big as we can while still connecting and keeping things relevant. Exactly. And I think you said it very well. You know, if it means us going on a, you know, during COVID into a Zoom group where we have five, six, seven, 20 people, whether it's the after party or the rose ceremony, whatever it is, or after the rose ceremony, I guess, we're welcoming that opportunity. If somebody needs a one on two, I guess that sounds really bad, but I guess. Well, that's a little sexy also. We're going to have like a menage a trois. I did not mean it sexually. Thank you. But if somebody wanted that, there are opportunities that we could maybe put something together like that to go a little bit deeper. Again, this isn't therapy, but it is an opportunity for you to, you know, engage with us and be able to have a sounding board where we can share with you some of the things that have worked and didn't work in our own lives or that have worked in the other lives of the people that we know. So we just need to hear from you guys is really what we're saying so that we can make it meaningful for you. Yeah. And also remember as well to Dr. Boca's point that it's not real therapy. The disclaimer piece, have fun with it. It's like the favorite part of the podcast that I get to like protect my partner here because the podcast in a legal capacity, this is not therapy. And we hope that you guys know that this is our way of giving an unpolished standard of care, right? This is not real hanging out on the couch, having tissues. We've ditched the couch. Remember, we're grabbing the mic, we're breaking it all down and we want to make up our own rules. It's 2021, right? We're doing it our way. We want you on board with us. As we break down the wreckage, come along for the ride. You know where we're at. We're at the corner of where, Dr. Boca? Audacity and advice. And we'll be there all year. We can't wait to hang. Next week, head on back to the corner of Audacity and Advice where Dr. Boca and myself, we're gonna, I know we're gonna spin our wheels upside down and we hope we'll spin your wheels too. Happy, healthy new year. We're back, we're ready. We can't wait. Happy new year, everyone. Thank you. 
great sesh girls hey everyone like what you heard then don't miss out on what comes next subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com find and like them on instagram facebook and twitter We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.